afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode here of the Side Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts from the side, joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Side Guys, Mr. Tad the Side. Also, fun fact, he's one of the 11 lords leaping from that song, 12 Days at Christmas, you know, so... That's something he does in his side spare time there when he's not teaching and not doing I'm, I'm, podcast. I'm, I'm also the partridge in the pear tree, fun fact as well. Oh, wow, twofer in that uh, same yeah, song. That's exactly, crazy. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Tad, obviously, it's a holiday time. That's all we got. It's such a bad But that's what it is here. And, you know, obviously, we talked about it. It's the holiday time right now. Um, so, yeah, this is our final episode of 2023, most likely, because uh, next week oh, you'll yeah, be traveling yeah. home. You'll be traveling home to visit your family, spend time with them during the holidays. I will be at that Niners and Ravens game on Christmas. Are you really? I, yes. How much so do I'm those tickets be, go for? Well, high, high, medium, or low? Just we'll we'll say that. Well, thankfully for me, they were free because I got oh, them from my manager who has season tickets. So that's yeah. a get. That's a get. I've had these. I've had these in September, so it's like I've been stoked. I was like hoping for once again, very similar to when I went to the Philadelphia game. I was just like, I want both teams to be competitive. I want it to be a good game. Um, in the Eagles game, obviously it was a blowout in favor of my Niners, which I was happy for, but I'm just hoping for the same thing with this Ravens game, both teams still vying for that number one seed. Um, so just, yeah, I'm just hoping for a very good game, but yeah, it should be a ton of fun. So that's where I will be on Christmas. Um, but yeah, most likely you won't get any episodes from us that week, but you see the ticker down below. We'll definitely have you covered with some graphics because a lot of you, Hopefully, if you've been watching our videos and listening to our podcast, you should be in the fantasy playoff title game for your respective leagues. Thanks to our advice, hopefully. So, I mean, guys, if you've been interacting with us, if you've been following along on our podcast and the videos and looking for all the graphics, whatever we didn't do a podcast or video, then, I mean, you guys should be definitely set. Uh, but yeah, just in case you need that help, we're going to be dropping some graphics with all of our usual advice, with our waiver wire advice, our start set advice, and definitely, you know, the next thing that we're going to promote here is our great partners at Underdog Fantasy. We're going to be dropping our underdog picks as well in graphic form next week, Ted, because I mean, they just been a fantastic partner. I mean, we're talking about the holiday season right now. Um, I've been able to earn a good amount of money from our good friends at Underdog Fantasy is because they've just been so helpful when it comes to betting on their platform. Like, they give you lots of opportunities to get some free bets. Like, I mean, Ted, we talked about this so many times on the podcast where they give you these, like, freebies of, like, you know, Jalen Hurts over under 0.5 total yards of the game. And it's like, okay, of course you're going to get that one because unless he gets hurt, and even if he gets hurt, I'd like to think he should gain one play. But unless it's like an Aaron Rodgers situation where he gets hurt in four plays, and doesn't get any yards. That, it's like, it's that's called the, the tush there. push for a reason. You're going to exactly. get a half a yard in the tush push. But on top of that, to, to interrupt you, is yeah. one of those things is it's funny because I put $20 on a, a, you know, a, a, a parlay last weekend when it came to underdog my friend said don't do twenty dollars i'm like no, no no i'm gonna do twenty dollars he said no just do five because underdog is so better friendly that if you just do five you can spread out your bets and still win plenty of money and honestly i Very should have true. listened to him like what other site will i say that with where like hey put less money into the site but the whole thing is if you put less money in they'll still match your offer so you're really putting in twice as much. It's just an all it is the very definition of a win-win with no conditions attached. I've never seen that with a betting site in my life. 
exactly. You just have to make anywhere between two to five different prop bets, or you could do what, you know, Tad's Fred loves is the rivals, where it's like you just pit one player against another player. It could be from the same team. It could be from different teams, but, you know, they have different, you know, betting props. It's like, who's going to have more receiving yards? Is it going to be, you know, um, AJ Brown, or is it going to be Debo Samuel? Then you sort of pick who's going to have more receiving yards. Then they had the handicap of like, you know, let's say they'll give Debo Samuel an extra 10.5 receiving yards on top of that. So it's like, is AJ Brown going to be able to beat that? I don't know. So then you sort of take that into consideration. Uh, me and Tad, like just the straight prop bet picks, which obviously we'll give you our picks a little bit later this weekend. But, you know, you make anywhere between two to five. The more you bet, the more money you can win. So even like Tad said, if you make something as simple as a $5 bet and you make five picks, and you hit on all five, you could win $100.95 total profit coming to you. So, I mean, it's just a great fantasy platform to use. Their website is very user-friendly. The app is very user-friendly as well. It's just such a fantastic platform. Definitely be using them. And the kicker on that one is they gave us a great promo code to definitely give to all you guys to get in on the action. Because if you use our promo code DESAI, D-E-S-A-I, you can double up on your initial deposit of $10 or more up to $500, they will match that dollar for dollar. So, Tad, I say this every time, but hypothetically, Tad, if you were to put in $500 using our promo code on your initial deposit, only the first ones, not every time, unfortunately. They're not that generous. It's only the first They're, they're generous to an extent. Exactly. They reach their limits, for sure. Yeah, but if you I mean, do up to $500 on that first deposit using our promo code, they will match that dollar for dollar. So you can bet with up to $1,000 on their platform using our promo code on your initial deposits. Once again, that promo code, you can see it on the video right there below. Uh, right there below. D-E-S-A-I, the promo code is DESAI. So I mean, guys, use it. Get in on the action. There's a lot of great games that are going to be coming on the NFL slate. But... They got you covered on all the sports as well. So you can bet on the NBA action. You know, we got the full Christmas slate for the NBA on Sunday, on uh, Monday, excuse me, not Sunday. Um, you obviously got the NHL there, going there on. There are so many NFL games happening this week that you're fine getting this schedule confused. Well, I was confusing with the NBA because I thought Christmas is on Sunday. But Same story. Monday, so that was my mistake. Um, so you got the full slate of the NBA action on Monday, obviously, but you still got the rest of the schedule. You got the college bowls happening, obviously, so you can bet on that. MMA, they got you covered like across all fronts. I mean, the MLB, when that starts up, they got you covered there as well. So not, not just for football. We're giving you our picks for football when it comes this weekend, but you can bet across all sports in case you like some other prop bets as well. But use that promo code, get in the action, and get some extra spending money right during this holiday time to get some uh, holiday shopping done for you. But, I mean, Tad, they've been fantastic partners, and I love, uh, love, love doing this promo for them because they make it so easy for us to do this promo. Absolutely. And like I said, they are so better friendly. And it's it's funny because I actually while you were talking, I was texting with friends of like, well, why don't you go to and I will not name it uh, this other site. And he actually just said, well, the other site's not as good. Yeah. So, I mean, it just shows you what a great site Underdog Fantasy is. Uh, we love the partnership. We will definitely explore, you know, winter and spring opportunities to continue this partnership throughout with them. More news on that later. But for now. We got at least, what is it, two more weeks? Three more weeks or so. Yeah. Three more weeks. There we go. So we have at least, uh, you know, a little bit more time to keep on going with our football partnership. And and while that is going on, be sure to check out, as Amir said, those handles below. Because while we will not be doing YouTube shorts like we have been after this week, we have one more coming out. We will continue to give you the best advice out there. So be sure to follow us on all our socials. And thank you again to Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring this show. 
100% accurate there, Tad. So, Tad, uh, like we talked about, this is a very crucial week. We brought it up in our episode earlier this week. Um, a lot of people are either in the playoffs now, like this is the first week of the playoffs, or this is the second round of the playoffs for a lot of people in various leagues as well. For me, I am in the second round in my personal league, so thankfully I moved on there. Um you. I got lucky. I got very lucky. I left a lot of points on the board, but thankfully the guy that I was playing, he did not have the best week. So I was able to sort of sur uh, surpass that. So we'll see what happens this week. But yeah, for me, it's the second week for a lot of people. I know for you, Tad, in your league, this is the very beginning of the playoffs. Yes, for this you. is the first week of the playoffs. Yep. Exactly. So whatever it is, whether you're in the second week, whether this is the first week, or if you're in a league where there's no playoffs at all, because I have a league like that as well, regardless of the matter, it's still helpful to have some advice when it comes to start sits. So, Tad, we're definitely going to come to you with our start sits here for week 16. Um, I'm going to kick things off because at the quarterback. Oh, position, that's my job. Start, I that's know. my job to kick things. You steal my job. They took your job. We usually like to start at the positive here. So, I mean, yeah, we you. definitely are going to start at the quarterback position. I have a start at the quarterback position. And I'm going to go with a guy that maybe there's some question marks surrounding him, especially with draft season approaching about whether he's going to maintain his job heading into 2024 Trey with Lance. Chicago Bears. I don't know about him. <laughs> Tyson Bajan. Uh, well, that's actually the team that I'm talking about, the Chicago Bears. And I'm talking about Justin Fields, the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Obviously, there's a lot of rumors with them possibly holding the number one pick that whether they're going to, well, not their number one pick, but they're holding Carolina's number one pick to then pick, obviously, that because of the trades from last year. So, yeah, whether they make that upgrade and they go with a guy like a Caleb Williams and Drake May, you know, insert somebody else there and upgrade over Justin Fields and trade him away or whether they stick with Justin Fields. But I think this is a very good game for Justin Fields to sort of reinsert himself as like, no, I am the guy. You drafted me for a reason. I can sort of reestablish myself. Yeah, I dealt with some injuries earlier this season, but I still had the skills to be the franchise quarterback for this team. Um, he didn't have a great game against Cleveland Browns, but I mean, most teams don't because Cleveland Browns have a very strong defense. Even with all their injuries that they've been suffering, like they're still very, very strong on that side of the ball. Uh, but this week, Tad, so much more of an easier defense. They played the Arizona yeah, Cardinals this week. We'll qualify that as a slight downgrade. Exactly. So I think he should have a much easier time being able to perform and, you know, do whatever he wants to. And I think Cap agrees with me. That's why he jumped up on the field there. So he sort of get it on the Justin Fields acting here. They just like very much just on board. Like Miles Garrett. Did somebody say Miles Garrett? And see, he's <laughs> yeah. just as fast as he's Miles Garrett. Miles right Garrett there. Too, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Second I say that name, out of here. Yeah, I would leap away as much as I could, too, to get away from Miles Garrett. But Arizona, let's talk about that defense. They are tied for allowing the third most passing touchdowns in the NFL so far, and they are allowing the eighth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Now, Tad, two weeks ago, when Chicago played the Detroit Lions, uh, Justin Fields had a very good game, and I think he could replicate this effort against the Arizona Cardinals. He had 281 total yards, and that was passing and rushing, and he also scored two total touchdowns in the game. That all surmounted to nearly 25 fantasy points, so I think that can very much happen against this Arizona team, Arizona team excuse me, that has a defense, that's what I was trying to say there, yeah, yeah. that is very weak that I think they could take advantage of, and I very much like Justin Fields to just have a monster day against this Cardinals defense. 
Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where the Cardinals are just the weirdly the defense is the weaker side of the ball. When I feel like everyone was predicting that the offense would be that for them, and uh, with Justin Fields, it's fun. I've gotten in so many debates with Bears fans this season about like, you know, should they stick with Justin Fields? Should they leave Justin Fields? It seems like every Bears fan is convinced they're gonna go quarterback in this year's draft and, you know, try to trade Justin Fields. In my opinion, that is a mistake. I like what I've been seeing out of Justin Fields this season. I know he's been hurt a little bit. I know he hasn't been the best passer in the world, but it's where I'm getting a little bit of draft talk here. It's really bugging me how, if you're not like an a plus quarterback right away or within the next, you know, first two years of your career, you're done and you're getting shipped off to another team. It's really annoying. Because I think I see a lot of promise in Justin Fields. I think he's going to, like you said, show the Bears, hey, you should keep me around during this game. Unfortunately, if the people I'm talking to are correct, won't matter. But you know what? At you know, worst case scenario, this is an audition for another team. So, um, you know, I, I like Justin Fields a lot here, especially because you got to remember those rushing touchdowns count for two more points. 100% accurate. Yeah, definitely getting those rushing touchdowns can help you a lot more in your fantasy leagues for sure. So Justin Fields, start this week, I think is a very good option for you. Now, let's flip it to the other side of the court here, Tad. Who do you got as far as a sit at the quarterback position this week? So, you know, it's funny, Amir. I checked my list. In fact, I checked it twice. <laughs> Whether you? you were naughty or nice. Do you want to guess which one you landed on? I'm guessing naughty. Yeah, you're goddamn right. But anyways, <laughs> of course, of course. Despite that, I'm still giving you an extra present. I got two sits for you at quarterback this week. Interesting. All right. Interesting. All right. All right. All right. Do you want to go with the kind of you know not I won't say cold take, but kind of my original like my main take or a little bit of the hot take? Which one should I do first? Let's do it the cold take and then warm it up with the hot take. Okay. All right. Like a little bit of hot chocolate there. Yeah. Exactly. Are exactly. we are we doing this too much? <laughs> you might be leading it into a little bit more than I am, but we'll see. No, when when you see the Candyland prize, you just gotta go for it. Candyland, that's Christmas themed, right? Not really. Really? I always associate <laughs> I that with Christmas. So. I don't think so. No, it is for this episode. Anyway, so it's often called the season of love. True, true. But I do not love this quarterback, and that quarterback. Is Jordan Love. Hmm. Now, look, I'm not saying he's bad. I don't know what he is. I'm completely honest. Is he the Packers' future? Is he a bust? Is he? I don't know. I do, his season is just so confusing to me. And that's kind of the reason why I'm saying don't trust him is because consistency hasn't been his strongest suit. He's been under 20 points seven times this year. So, yes, while he has these good games, and he has had a pretty good streak. I know he only scored like eight points or something like that this past week. But before that, he was on a 20-point streak where people were like, oh, now he's back. He's just not trustworthy enough. And, you know, you look at Carolina, and this is so weird. I was shocked to see this. Carolina is technically the best pass defense in fantasy this season. They are number one. They have not allowed a single quarterback. I'm not joking. They've not allowed a single quarterback in the last four games to go over 10 points. That is pretty insane. How weird is that? But and the thing is, though, and the reason I put it for our listening audience, I put best in quotation marks. 
It's because you don't really need to pass it against them. Just keep running the ball. Like, if yeah. you have a running back facing Carolina, I am 100% for that guy. But when it comes to the passing game, it just, for some reason, it, it, it sizzles. Feels like the best word. It sizzles against the Panthers, where you see a little bit of heat there, but never ultimately, like, you know, it tends to spark up. So I actually, while Jordan Love, I don't think he's going to have a bad game. That's not what I'm saying. But at this point in the season, I am looking for my quarterback to get over 20 points. I don't think he's going to get to that mark. Um, so because the Panthers are so bad, it's this weird dichotomy we're living in. The extra quarterback, my little bit of a hotter take. So the, you know, the marshmallows are melting in that hot chocolate a little bit. Yep. Yep. I wouldn't start Brock Purdy if I were you. That's a risky play. I agree with this one because just deep, the defense that Baltimore presents is just very strong and it, it just worries me. But, you know, honestly, for the people that are considering starting him, like in case you want to go against Tad's, Tad's advice here, he's faced tougher defenses like Philadelphia and Dallas. Whoa, before, whoa, whoa. He's absolutely Let's... scored pretty well against them. I, I know what you're going to say about Philadelphia, but against Dallas, heading into that game, there's a lot of questions about whether he can perform against a strong defense like that. He really showed out that game. So he did, he did. But that's the outlier. If you look at sure. that, when he when he faces strong defenses, he tends to do good, not great. You know, anywhere from the 16 to 22 point range, which is good. That's fine. That's why I mean, for fuck's sake, I've had Patrick Mahomes. I would kill for him to land in that range consistently. But yeah. Um, yeah. my point being is again, with the, the point of the year we're in, this is a very risky play. And that's the that's the fun of the fantasy playoffs is because normally this would be a fine risky start. I would not advise you against it. But now where it's one and done, like you lose and you're out, I just don't know because you said I know what you're gonna say about Philadelphia. Philadelphia's secondary sucks. Yeah. I, I'm I'm very <laughs> confident in saying that now. Seattle's secondary sucks. So yes, I know that Brock Purdy's on a three game streak of twenty plus points, but they haven't played anybody. So I'm just a little worried about going into the third ranked fantasy defense against the Ravens when they're maybe right. I have no evidence to back this up, but I just have a gut feeling they're a little too full of themselves right now. And this may be what knocks you guys back down to earth. So while Brock Purdy is a risky but viable start, if you have a better option out there, I, I say take that better option. No, I agree with that one. I think in a very crucial, you know, like I said, moving on to the championship ground, what whatever league that you're playing in, um, Brock Purdy is just a riskier play against such a strong defense. And, you know, like I said, he has done it in the past, but he's also failed in the past as well against some weaker teams as well. But with the streak that they're on, I don't doubt that he could have a pretty good game. But yeah, if you're looking to cross that 20 point mark for your quarterback, I just don't know if he could do yeah, that exactly. much in this game. Like, he'll probably play good, and he won't cause the he'll offense. He'll probably to finish at, like, 15 or 16 points. Exactly. I, see that, I was, I was but... just about to say that. I was like, somewhere in that 15 to 17-point range, I could see that happening. But if you want that 20-point mark, I think you need to look somewhere else. Because, yeah, I just don't anticipate that happening. I very much like them to lean on Christian McCaffrey as well, as far as running the ball. So, just like, yeah, if they can establish that, then I don't know how much Brock Purdy will have to do. But he'll have a good game. I think that's for sure. But just as far as fantasy-wise, to help you get exactly. to a title i don't know if that's going to happen so exactly. i like that i like that for sure all right Dad, let's move on to the running back position here in week 16 do you have a start or do you have a sit for me i gotta start for you and people are gonna think i'm crazy because this last game was terrible charles barkley terrible terrible all right yeah all right. your charles barkley is always better than mine <laughs> i've been practicing it for a while 
Yeah, no, it's quite good. It's, it shows. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be okay. I know he probably, hopefully he didn't screw you out of the playoffs yet. Brees Hall is due for a bounce back. Ooh, this is a very interesting play. Is it is interesting an interesting play. play. It is. It is. It's risky. Don't get me wrong. It's risky for a multitude of reasons. First off, you only scored 2.3 points last week. Whew. Second off, Zach Wilson <laughs> has officially been ruled out. And for sensitivity's sake, I'm not going to put in quote marks. Maybe he actually does have a concussion, but it's a little suspect that a story comes out a couple weeks ago. He doesn't want to play for the Jets anymore. And then all of a sudden he suffers a concussion. And now it, it's looking like he won't play for the rest of the season. A little suspect in my opinion. I'm not saying anything. Sure, sure. I'm not saying anything. I'm just pointing out facts before the Wilson camp tries to sue me. Do Mormons sue? <laughs> not sure about that one. Uh, but um, we talked about it in our starts it episode to, uh, sorry, in our waiver wire episode earlier this week. That's just like, he did take a big hit in that game. He did. We're evaluating him for a concussion. It just wasn't confirmed. They were like, you know, is he dehydrated? Was it something else? Whatever it was. So they took him out of that game. So I don't doubt that he's actually in the concussion protocol, but just, yeah, long-term as far as like whether he'll suit up again for the Jets, then that you can sort of enter yeah. some question marks here, but that's not the purpose of today's episode. We'll sort of get into that maybe well, later. Yeah. <laughs> so, so re- regardless, whether it's legitimate or not, um, Trevor's, he's already been ruled out for this weekend, which is why I'm saying like, that's the fastest concussion rule out I've ever seen because usually the NFL is like, let's wait till Friday. Friday comes. He's still concussed. Okay. We got about 24 hours. Let's give it, let's see in 24 hours. Like that's usually how it goes. But anyway, I digress is, Point being is now the Jets have time to game plan around. Now, how about this for a throwback name? Trevor Simeon as yeah. starting NFL yep. <laughs> quarterback. Trevor Simeon. Uh, poor Jet fans, man. Hey, it's at least it's, season for him. At it's least it's not Tim Doyle. Boyle, whatever. Who cares? Boyle. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Um, but my point being is the the game plan is going to be more more coherent. Unlike me. Um. This next weekend, shut up. This next weekend, <laughs> you said it yourself. <laughs> and on top of this, is they are playing the Commanders. The Commanders are the 27th ranked defense against the run. And the last time, I want you to guess this. Guess the last time the Commanders held an opposing team's running backs to less than 10 points. Less than 10 points. Less than 10. I want to say week four. Week four is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay. You are incorrect. It was week one. Oh, jeez. It was that bad. Wow. It's that bad. Wow. That commander's run defense is real bad, man, especially since they got rid of okay. Montez Sweat, okay. especially since they got rid of Chase Young. It went from bad to worse. And, yes, that is a cliche, but, my God, if there's a time to use it, it is this commander's run defense. So, I think with the Jets having an overall, like, coherent Game plan, hopefully, this time around against a very, very bad run defense. I actually think Brees Hall is good for, at the very least, 10 points. Max, I think he could get up into those upper teens. No, I I very much like the sort of advantage of just the play there, right? Where it's like Brees Hall, very strong running back. He didn't have the great game last week. But yeah, presenting this type of defense, especially, like you said, since week one, that is insane to me. Week one. They've They've allowed double digits to every team since week one that is absolutely so bad that is absolutely a matador style defense for this running back at Brees hall so yeah this is and then and then keep in mind then they knew to their uh defensive line 
That it's was true. even before they nuked their defensive line, and then they did that. So it's even worse now. Yeah, no, I, I'd very much be surprised if uh, Rod Rivera is able to hold on to his head coaching job heading into the season. There's a reason they filed Jack, fired Jack Del Rio as well, because just their yeah. defense has not been playing well. But I suspect, you know, a casualty of Black Monday will be Rod Rivera as well. They need to go in a different direction. Just this team is just not clicking, not clicking well, at all. We, I mean, we call... Because of that, Brees Hall makes a very fantastic play this week. Yeah, so I think Brees Hall is a good start. I think a lot of people might get scared off you know from him they look at the jets they look at his last week's performance but i'm telling you last week's performance was a unfortunate fluke usually has a pretty positive connotation to it that was a negative fluke right there and real yeah. quick just a couple you know like 30 seconds or less it was funny me and my friends were talking was like who's the chargers next head coach going to be i think it should be the enemy do you think washington tries to promote the enemy in rivera's place I that's, remember that's the counter my friend had I remember reading a report that he may be in contention to possibly get that job in Washington, but yeah, that would be a pretty interesting move. I think the offense has obviously done better than the defense this entire season. So yeah, you can't blame that on the enemy then. So like him ascending to the head coaching role, I wouldn't rule it out of the picture, especially when you're looking to sort of make a change in that, you know, they haven't had a, you know, minority head coach, I think in a very long time, if I can remember correctly. I believe ever is the word you're looking for. Never. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't know. Whoa. 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 I don't know. That's speculation. Okay. I was making. I didn't a joke. Go, yeah. See, that's why I didn't want to go definitive. That's Dan like, I don't Snyder, think please never. do not sue me. Wait, who owns them? <laughs> but now? at least in recent history, I don't think they've had a minority head coach. And so yeah, going in that Joe direction, oh, especially with the new, you know, uh, uh, front office regime, the new ownership there, that could be a good direction to sort of bring back some good publicity, especially after all the changes with you know the logo change and all the you know stuff with Dan Snyder and all that stuff. This could be a good like turning point here to sort of make that move but we'll see what happens obviously we'll cover that see, in and this is why this is why i told my friend though and sorry we're gonna keep this going for a bit is if i'm eric bn me i'm going okay sam howell justin herbert like come on that's not that hard of a decision no it's true but they also have an in-house candidate in kellen moore in los angeles so it's get like they the hell out of them. here you put that in the lap slack look at what feedback you're gonna get no i know i, I dare know, you but We'll see. We'll see exactly. Right. Like I said, we'll cover this in a later offseason episode here for sure. But um, I'm going to get to a sit at the running back position here. Tad, this is a guy that we've actually been kind of praising the last couple of weeks, but he is back to his, oh my God, just terrible ways. Just he is not good anymore at all. Why would you bench Al Rowe like that? <laughs> never bench Al Rowe. That's never going to happen. Uh, but we are going to bench Najee Harris, running back with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Whoa, whoa, I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, time out, time out. That was slander against me. I have never once in my life complimented that man. I have hated him since he was drafted into the league. No, he had a good streak because, Tad, from week 7 through 10, he has had four straight double-digit performances. We're like, all right, fine. He's finally jumping back, and he's becoming a fantasy-relevant option. But here, Tad, over the last five weeks, Harris has gone over double-digit fantasy points just once and he's very much yeah you're close you're close but it was once he did do it once um but just he's very much regressing back to that running back that we saw at the beginning of the season a lot of what we saw last season a lot of people are to blame matt canada for that but even with his firing his offense has not looked that much better they had that one game where my boy's struggling my boy's struggling yeah, there's a lot of question marks as why whether Kenny Pickett is going to be with the team going forward, but there's definitely going to be some competition. Uh, but just regardless, it's just like because of that, the running game suffers. Obviously, Najee Harris has just not been looking good. Um, 
Steelers have been running the ball, though. So it's not even a question mm. about, like, he's not getting carries. It's just that they haven't been effective with it. It is very much like you've talked about in the past, where it's just like, he's getting the ball a lot, but he's not doing much. It's, with it's it. like so 2.5 like, yards per carry. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just surprising that it's just like, with the change in offense coordinator, it just hasn't led to any sort of changes. It's, you know, obviously, like we talked about, the lack of production for the passing game with Kenny Pickett, Mitchell Trubisky. Now it's going to be Mason Rudolph this weekend against Cincinnati Bengals. Regardless of what it was, that car- quarterback carousel is causing problems for the running game as well. In this divisional matchup, I like Cincinnati Cincinnati to just force Mason Rudolph to beat them. Like they're going to shut down the running game and they're going to be like, all right, Mason Rudolph, do what you can against this defense and force him to beat them. But that's going to be a lot harder. But just regardless, I don't think it's going to take Cincinnati that much effort to stop Najee Harris because just, yeah, they haven't been very effective over the last five weeks with running the ball. So Najee Harris, I mean, for a while, it looked like he was jumping back and he was sort of coming back as far as like, this is a good option for you. But over the last five weeks, it's like, nope, this is what we get Najee Harris in this offense. So it's like, he's a better sit this week. Flux play at best. Like that, that that's a desperation. That's, flux play. Like, that's like, if you're exactly. desperate, but it's right. like, for me, it's like, I'd put him on the bench. Like if you're, if you're truly like, kind of like, I'm just strapped to put someone in that position. I think yeah. Najee Harris is your best bet. Just because like we said, he gets the touches. He just doesn't do shit with it. So like, if you get your touches, Okay, fine. Because I honestly, I honestly, God, if you had asked me two months ago, I thought that he would be fantasy irrelevant at this point. Jalen Warren would have been one of the best midseason pickups of the season. Very true. Very true. This is the first time where I'm really looking and I'm like, Mike Tomlin, what are you doing? Yeah. Because I think that Jalen Warren works this offense much, much better. So I don't exactly know why Najee Harris is still a focal point, but regardless, he's still a focal point. So just by pure volume, if you're really strapped for a flex option, Go for it, I guess, but still, like, don't feel great about it. I, I, you know, I, I have said since he's been in the draft that Najee Harris is one of the most overrated running backs in the NFL that I've ever seen. He's the most overrated running back I've seen. How about this for a throwback name? Since Chris Beanie Wells, I also knew he was gonna suck. Chris Beanie Wells. All How about right. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said everyone called me crazy back then in middle school. I said I was like, No, Sean Marino is better than Beanie Wells, and everyone's like, No, no, no. Oh, I say guy is better. I'm like, No, no, Sean Marino is better. Look who played longer. In all fairness, it took Marino a long time until that's Manning also fair. Came to that's the also Broncos fair. Until it's he still, finally became relevant. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, no, plus I agree. you, you I just agree. play like that Marino national anthem, well. the tears start flowing, and he's good to go. Yeah, no, I like Moreno more than Beanie Wells as well coming out. But, you know, that's that's a story for a little bit later, though. That's a good All right, Taz, let's move on to the receiver position here. Do you have a start or do you have a sit for me this week? I have a sit. I'm cheating a little bit here because he may not play at all. But okay. even if he does play, I don't think you should start him. And here's the thing is he's a big name on a good team. And a lot of, um, shall we say, more casual fantasy followers are going to start him simply because of those two reasons. But I'm telling you right now. I don't care if he's healthy or not. I don't care if that D or Q, I don't even know where he's at right now, goes to like disappears. You do not play Devontae Smith this week. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So let, let's just address the injury news right off the bat. He has not practiced all week. The news came out, and by the way, spoiler alert, we're recording on a Friday night, at least central time. Uh, he did not practice today as of Friday. Whenever a uh, player does not practice on a Friday. That's hugely alarming to me. So even if he does play though, I don't trust him. He's gone two straight weeks without 
double without reaching the double digit points. You finish at 7.3 and 7.5, something around that range, depending on your layout. And then I, it, you know, I know before that he was kind of riding high, but people tend to forget from, and I wrote down, give me one second from week. Uh, sorry, excuse me for, Oh no, here we go. I didn't even write it down because you know what? It was weeks straight, five weeks straight. Earlier this season, he also went without reaching the double digits. Do you remember that when he was reaching that super cold streak and we're all like, what's wrong with Devontae Smith? Some people are blaming AJ Brown. Some people are yep, blaming yep. Dylan Hurts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's, it, it looks kind of like he's falling back into that streak, and that was even before he got hurt. So when it comes to Devontae Smith, like I, I understand the, you know, um, the name temptation there, the team temptation there. I understand it's going to be hard and you feel like a crazy person, but if I were you, if Devonta Smith were on my team, I'd bench him right now. Interesting move. Interesting move for sure. Um, so you're talking about a number two receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to talk about a new number two receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. And that's Tyler Boyd. I'm picking him as a start Ooh. this week. So in case you haven't heard, you know, talk about injury news to receivers. Jamar Chase is not going to be playing this week. He is out for week 16 in their matchup against the Steelers. He is dealing with an AC sprain joint in his right shoulder, so he will not be suiting up this weekend. So very much T. Higgins is a great start. But I like the secondary option in Tyler Boyd because I'm pretty sure he's more widely available in your leagues in case you need to pick up a waiver wire option. But, you know, you look at the last time the Steelers and the Bengals played, Boyd had only three receptions for 23 yards. Now, why do you think I bring this up? Well, big reason those numbers were so low is because Jamar Chase played in that game. So obviously those numbers are going to be a lot lower. Like I said, he's going to miss this week. So I expect those, you know, targets and receptions and receiving yards are going to be vacated. And that's going to be spread across, you know, your T Higgins, your Tyler Boyd, your Tanner Hudson, um, you know, your Trenton Irwin, your Andre, uh, Andre Ishibas. Out of Prince, I was just you know. about to ask. Yeah, I was just about to ask who the Ivy League kid was. So it's probably going to spread out across all that there, but I very much like, you know, those two veteran options in T Higgins and Tyler Boyd to definitely step up in this offense. And I mean, Jake Browning, I mean, just it's sensational what this guy is doing in place of Joe Burrow. This offense hasn't really skipped a beat with him under center compared to Joe Burrow. Obviously, Joe Burrow makes this offense just that much more better, but Jake Browning is make this passing offense just still a dangerous part of the offense to pair with that overall, you know, team overall. So that's why they're still very much in contention for a playoff spot. But because of that, that's why I like Tyler Boyd still as an option. It's like, usually you go to the backup option. It's like, I don't know if I could trust some of these backup receivers or the receivers in this offense now, but Jake Browning has been playing really well. So that's why I very much like Tyler Boyd. Um, T Higgins was the main guy against the Minnesota Vikings last week. He did score the two touchdowns, especially that amazing one where he's like, Reaching behind and he's still reaching like, like that was out. My, yeah, exactly. That yeah. was one of my favorite scores this entire season. But I expect the Steelers to sort of key in on T Higgins. So I think that's going to open things up for Tyler Boyd. So I think he's going to be able to sort of take advantage of that and have a very good day on Sunday when they play there. Oh, sorry. They play on Saturday. Excuse me. They play on Saturday. Like I said, this, so, the schedule is very confusing. You're yeah, forgetting. it gets a little confusing during yeah. this weekend for sure. But they are playing on Saturday. But regardless, I still like him as a great start this week because, yeah, he's going to be able to take advantage of teams taking advantage, taking in on T. Higgins. He'll be able to be that supplemental piece for Jake Browning to really move the ball, ball down the field there. So, Tyler Boyd, pick him up if he's available and start him this week. Plug and play. Yeah, I saw – who was I doing research on? I was doing research on – I think it was uh, Devonta Smith and the player I'll likely name next. Uh, and they're playing Monday at 3.30. Uh, 
I was like, hold on, Monday 3.30 is why? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, Christmas on Sunday. Uh, so, yes, no, this the schedule this next week is absolutely insane. Um, no, I like that a lot, too. And the one reason I'm going to get in draft mode a little bit here is the one reason I really like that pick is Jake Browning has looked good for a rookie. I think he's being a little overblown where his footwork still needs a lot of work. He's one of those guys where it's like, okay, he's really good or like, oh, my God, I can't believe he pulled out that throw. But if it went the opposite way, we'd be like, yeah, this guy sucks. And I mean that sure. because of his, a throw that went to your your boy, Tyler Boyd, in overtime last week where, like, yes, Boyd broke it off for, like, a 30-yard run after the catch. They, it set up the game-winning field goal. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Jake Browning. And really, if you go back and look at the throw, that was not a great throw. He threw in, like, double coverage there. But that's kind of Browning's, you know, bread and butter, weirdly, is throwing into crowded spaces. Who's better at doing that, Tyler? Or who's better at catching a pass in that situation? Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins? Probably T. Higgins. Oh, dude, no, it's Tyler Boyd. Okay, okay. Tyler Boyd is a more physical receiver. He weighs at least 20 pounds more than T. Higgins. T. Higgins mm. is a better, like, slot receiver. That's fair. That's fair. So, point being is, Tyler Boyd is the replacement for Jamar Chase while Chase is out, and T. Higgins is still T. Higgins. Nothing to take away from Higgins. That boy is about to get paid. This offseason coming to Indianapolis. I hear it's lovely this time of year. But point being is I think that uh, uh, Browning, I almost said Brown, Browning is going to lean more on Boyd than Higgins. And, you know, I always say this about receivers, targets equals production. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> All right, Ty, let's get to the tight end position here. And I'm going to kick these off because I have a start this position. But this is a guy that you've been lauding the past couple of weeks. I think you picked him as a waiver wire option or a start sit option the past couple of episodes. Okay. But he's been backing it up because he's been having solid games. And that is David and Joku, the tight end. This is just insane when I saw this. But David and Joku has back to back games with at least. 25 oh, fantasy points. Like my friend, like, my friend. trust me. I know. Guess whose team he's been on the last two weeks? This guy right here. And all of that matters. Absolutely. Shut nothing. it. Hey, <laughs> no, it does. It does. It does. Because I don't need to go back to the Denny's this year. I managed to avoid last place. There you go. There you go. But that it's crazy because he's had it in back-to-back seasons. But if you count those two performances, he's been in the league for seven seasons. And Joku has had... Four performances just going over 20 fantasy points. So, I mean, it's just like, it's insane that just with Joe Flacco, we brought this up before, he likes to leverage the tight ends in his offense, even going back to his days in Baltimore, even during his brief time in New York when he was with the Jets. Like, he was oh, leveraging God, the tight God, end there. There were streaming options as far as the tight end when he was with the Jets as well because he just likes that safety blanket option of the tight end there. They're big targets. So, I mean, yeah, him coming down to Cleveland, this is just very good for all David Joku fa- fantasy managers. The Texans have allowed are one of the worst defenses when it comes to defending the tight end. They have allowed 7.7 fantasy points to opposing tight ends, which is a tied for seventh worst in the NFL. And they're allowing the second most receptions and third most receiving yards to opposing tight ends as well. So, like I said, the combination of Flacco and Njoku is going to pay big fantasy dividends this week in the fantasy playoffs. Um also, you have to look at the fact that just, I mean, it's a great combination. Like, I mean, I, I really yeah. can't say anything more than that. It's just like him, just Flacco's story is great, but just him, what he could do for David and Joku now, especially if you're a fantasy manager of his, or if you're strangely, if he's still available for some reason, 
like go pick him up because he is a great start now. He could be a league winner for you in the fantasy playoffs if you're able to get him. I mean, we talked about it. It's like Joe Flacco was the guy that started off Mark Andrews' career, right? Like sure. that, he is the one that made Mark Andrews a uh, you know a household name to start it off. And yeah, that guy just loves him some big athletic tight ends. And it was too funny because last week, as most Njoku uh, managers know, throughout the game, it was a very rough game where he had like 1.5 through the first three quarters. I'm like, okay. All right, this is where the Njoku run ends. And then the Browns went on like two very long drives where he basically threw it exclusively to Njoku. The entire time I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is great. If only <laughs> I had not started Olave because I woke up a little too early or uh, a little too late last too Sunday. Late, yes. Yeah, too late. Mm. I thought it was the late slate. Just always check your timing. We can boil this entire episode down to a five-second clip. Make sure you know your players line up because I thought Lave was a four o'clock. Anyway, point being is Najoku single-handedly brought me back in my matchup. And had I, you know, bench Lave and brought in another guy, I would have won solely based off two drives, two drives by the Browns. Now imagine they start clicking. Najoku is a focal point, And as a guy who's gotten off to kind of a slow career start, this is like the peak Najoku we were all hoping for. Exactly. Exactly. By the way, he looks like an alien. He looks like something on Mad Max. (laughs) He's got the it white dreads. Yeah. He's six seven. Yeah. He has the the muscles of the freaking Hulk. Like if I saw David Njoku and he tried to start a fight with me, I'd just lay down. Yeah. No, he's a crazy physical presence for sure. And just yeah, he's benefiting from Joe Flacco being under center for the Cleveland Browns for sure. And he can run four four. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the crazy part, too. All right, Ted. So obviously, we like David Njoku as a start this week. But who is your tight end that you're sitting this week? Okay, if I end up murdered over winter break, uh, a Philly fan did it to me because I'm benching another Eagle. And I, I'm I'm quite mean, literally mean, benching another Eagle because he is on my bench. I'm benching Dallas Goddard. Yeah, yeah. Smart it's move. Smart it's move. a it's a big name that people again it's a big name against a weak opponent the Giants that people are gonna go well he's on the Eagles I recognize the name of Dallas Goddard he's playing the Giants this must be a good matchup it's not it's really not and I'll tell you why as Dallas Goddard um over under three times has Dallas Goddard gone over double digit point over ten points this year this year this year under. It is under. He's only done it twice all season. Yeah, I think the injury sort of played into the fact. That well, I, I'm glad you that. brought up the injury, though, because okay. I know all, all right. these Philly fans are going to be like, well, he was out for five weeks. I'm including all the games he played. He's only yeah. done it twice. But even before then, that's a that's a span of almost 10 games. So that's a that's a fairly good sample size to work off mm-hmm. of. If, if he mm-hmm. if he missed like 12 games or something like that, where like, you know, more than half his season was missing, I would. OK, no, that's not unfair stat. You're cherry picking from like three games. Fair point. But no, we have a sizable demonstration that this offense just does not utilize them very well. And on top of that, the Giants defense is actually the eighth ranked defense against tight ends. So on top of all this, I'm. I don't, he is basically what all tight ends have become, which is touchdown dependent. If he scores a touchdown, gets them double digits, he makes me look like an idiot. If he doesn't, I look like a genius, which I am. But point being is, I don't think, again, at the, don't you scrunch your face at that. <laughs> I'm worse than my mother, swear to God. But point being is, 
at this point in the season, a touchdown de- uh, dependent tight end is not the type of risk that you want to take. And while I love Dallas Goddard, he's a very good tight end. Until this offense shows me otherwise, he is riding my bench for the next three weeks. Yeah, I think just the tough thing is just you see the way the Eagles have been playing the past handful of weeks, and it's like you hope they could turn around against the Giants, but it's just like we don't have that guarantee yet. And even if they were to get that offense going, I like the run to be a little bit more established in this game because that's sort of the reason why they got to the Super Bowl last year. DeAndre Swift, that man's about to have himself a day. Yeah, so that's the reason they got to the Super Bowl last year was playing good defense and obviously running the ball, and that's the reason they won the Super Bowl in 2017 was playing good defense and running the ball. So I expect them to establish the run a little bit more, and if they get to the passing action, I very much like A.J. Brown to sort of be more mm. of a benefactor compared to Dallas Goddard because, yeah, just I don't know what it's been, but just like, yeah, they've had some issues the past couple of weeks, but even with that, even with them possibly getting back on track, I just don't like Dallas Goddard to be part of that conversation. He may chip in here or there, but I don't think it's going to be significant enough where it's like you need this guy to get you into the fantasy title game i just don't think he could do that for you very similar to like we were talking about with brock purdy it's like he could do good but he's not gonna do great right he's gonna put up six or seven points i'm i'm convinced of that but six or seven points from the tight end during the regular season fine whatever it's not gonna lose me a game that's what i'm worried about is the tight end gonna cost me now you need to ask the question is my tight end gonna win me this game and with this game with this matchup I don't think he's going to do it. Yeah, I can see very much a stat line of like, you know, three for 40, no touchdowns. That's really exactly. what I, I agree. Happen. And fun fact, by the way, like I said, he is quite literally on my bench for who? Najoku, <laughs> Najoku, Najoku. I love that man. Yeah. If only he was able to do that for you earlier this season. So Shut it. <laughs> All right, Tad, we got to the kickers and the defenses here. Why don't you give me both of them for me, starts or sits, whatever they are. All right, real quick, I won't spend too much time on this, uh, especially because I only have one bullet point for this one. I like the Broncos' defense against the Patriots. Why? Because that uh, defense is on a really good hot streak, and that Patriots' offense blows. God awful. <laughs> Zappy, sorry. I don't even know. I didn't even. But here's how much this offense sucks. I didn't even bother to do research on this. All I said was I looked at like who the lower starting percentages were. And then I was like, okay, cool. Is Zappy starting for them? I don't even know who's starting at a quarterback for them. I'm pretty sure they're going with Zappy for the rest of the season. I think Mac Jones is. Yeah, that's why I figured. Unless so, Zappy yeah. just really struggles and they go back to Jones, but I don't see that happening. Who will also really struggle? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, start the Broncos defense because, yeah, that's just flat out a good matchup. And it's funny, actually, I, I will bring this up is I went out with uh, friends on Tuesday night and we were, you know, just talking over drinks and stuff. And, um, one of my friends was asking me, you know, which defense do I pick up? And fun fact, I told him, don't pick up that defense. Picked up that defense the next morning. It was, it was a little bit of a misdirect. But um, my other friend, Kevin Kizik, shout out, because I know he'll yell at me if I don't shout him out. Um, he brought up a very good point, is at this point in the fantasy season, you want to choose teams who have something to play for. Very true. Because how that was brought up was he my my other friend Matt who uh, was debating between another defense and the Jets defense. Jets had nothing to play for anymore. Aaron Rodgers has been confirmed not to come back. Uh, I be- have, have they been mathematically eliminated? I don't think. Oh, I think they, ago. Like two weeks ago they've been mathematically. No, eliminated. no, no, no. Carolina was the first one to get eliminated last weekend. Yeah, I'm not saying the Jets were the first team eliminated, but yeah, uh, the Jets have been eliminated for a while now. So point being though is they have nothing to play for. 
Nope. Right. Definitely the not. Broncos absolutely have something to play for. Yes, so that, that could be alive. a very dangerous defense going as a very bad offense. So I, I really like the Broncos who are available in about 70% of leagues, believe it or mm-hmm. not, because I think people are still writing that weird trend of like way back, like three months ago when they sucked, but Broncos defense started my book as for sits. I mean, you want to go from a hot team to cold team. I don't think you can get a better comparison than this. I'm saying sit Cameron Dicker for the sole reason of like, I just, what's going on with the Chargers, man? Like, does anybody know? Like, this just seems like a train wreck where it's just like, let's just, let's crawl our way to the finish line and we'll just do a, you know, status report after the season. I don't know if this offense is any good. Easton Stick is still playing. They weighed my boy Duggan. This just seems like a nightmare of an offense. And I'm not saying that, you know, they're going to suck for the next couple of weeks, but I, I'm just saying, and very rarely do I say this on the podcast. I don't know. I don't know if this Chargers, you know, team can recover from what happened to them against the Raiders. It really seemed like it, that was just kind of like. That was so it. demoralizing. It's was like, just, yeah, yeah exactly. It just seems like it just, I don't know. It's, I'm not even a Chargers fan, but just like, I feel bad for them because it just seems like, do we really have to play three more games? It's like, okay. And if that is true, they're not going to score all that much, which means not a lot of scoring opportunities for Cameron Dicker, the kicker. So I just, it, I, honest to God, I'm staying away from every charger this week. I almost listed Eckler as a sit. Honestly, I wouldn't mind if you did list him as a sit because, I mean, we just, you just talked about how you need teams that are playing for something to sort of think about those teams. Right. As far you as need that motivation, that, that drive. And who are the charges playing this weekend? Do you remember? I, uh, oh, actually, that is one of my notes. They're playing the hottest team in the NFL. That is correct. The Buffalo Bills. And so they're very much playing for a playoff spot because they're right now, if I remember looking at the standings correctly, they're still on the outside looking they in. Are. They, they're the, very the much Colts. The Colts have higher playoff chances than the Buffalo Bills right now. Exactly. So the Bills are very much still fighting for their playoff lives, whereas like the Chargers are absolutely not playing for anything except maybe a high draft pick. I mean, that's the only thing that they're playing for. But in that case, you want to lose this game. So, I mean, with that reason, it's like, yeah, Dicker's not a good play. Definitely, you know, I wouldn't I would be opposed people sitting Austin Eckler because, yeah, it's just I don't know how he's going to perform against the team that's bringing more. Exactly. Gerald Everett, no. If you're an IDP, I, I, uh, maybe Bosa? How's he been doing? I don't even know how he's been doing this season. He's been all right. So, I mean, yeah, maybe right. the defensive players could give you more advantages if you're playing in an IDP league. Like your but offensively, or, I'm not touching shit. And it's Murray or Khalil Max, obviously. But just like, yeah, offensively, it's like, yeah, if you can afford to sit all your Chargers offensive players, that's probably a wise move to make, especially if you're in the playoffs. Yeah, probably so. It extends all the way to the kicker. So sit Dicker the kicker. <laughs> Love you, buddy, but sorry. Nope, not this week. All right, so I'm going to go with the start and sit. I'm going to start with the sit. I'm going to go with the Cowboys defense against the Miami Dolphins. This is cool. What's going to happen? Yeah, I really don't know. But, Tad, here's what I had to do. I had to look through as far as the numbers here. This is not a good matchup for Dallas because Miami is averaging over 31 points per game, which is the best in the league. They're also gaining 414 total yards of offense per game, which is also best in the league. So, I mean, this is one of the league's best offenses going against this defense. And, I mean, we've seen this Cowboys defense put up some very sensational fantasy performances, but – They've come against very terrible teams because if you look at the six, if you look at the teams that they played against that had top 15 offenses as of now, they averaged 6.8 fantasy points. So you look at that. It's pretty good, right? But if you look at all the other teams that they played, 
their average jumps skyrockets even all the way to 16.75 fantasy points per game. So they played weaker offenses, and that led to them having better defensive performances for fantasy teams, obviously. But they're playing a very strong, if not the strongest offense in the league right now in Miami, at least as stats are concerned, they're the strongest. So it's like 6.8 fantasy points may be good, but it's a little risky too because this can go high scoring either way. And if it gets high scoring, a lot of points being let up, a lot of yards being let up, unless they're going to force a lot of turnovers, which I don't see happening, they're very much a sit this week. So, I mean, Dallas, as strong as they've been all season long, they probably got you into the playoffs. But once you're in the playoffs, I think it is sit them this week. So in case my typing came over the sound there, is uh, you reminded me of a tweet I saw on Tuesday. I had to look it up again. How about this? So this is courtesy of NFL and CBS on Twitter. X, whatever. Screw you, Elon. Cowboys versus Dolphins will be the first game in NFL history between teams with 20-plus combined wins. But one or fewer wins versus teams above 500. Right. Cowboys are 1-3 against teams above 500. They are 9-1 versus teams below 500. Yep. The mm-hmm. Dolphins are 0-3 against teams below or above 500. They are 10-1 against teams below 500. That's incredible. <laughs> so, like, we we have basically with that, for those of you, and I know that's very hard to, like, communicate through, like, an audio medium or even a video medium. Let me, let me sum up that tweet for you. We have never in NFL history seen this matchup, which will prove who is a contender and who is a pretender. And don't ask me which is which. Cause I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. If you asked me last week, like last Saturday, I would have been like, Oh, and you know, the Cowboys are better than the dolphins. And then Buffalo happened. And I'm just like, which by the way, was so much fun to bully my students about this week. That just, <laughs> Oh, chef's kiss going in winter break. Thank you, Buffalo. I don't know. Yeah. So, and like I said, I say this even during the fantasy regular season. If you don't know, stay away. But especially if you don't know in the playoffs, you stay the hell away. But yeah, 100%. You want to be sitting both of these defenses between the Dolphins and the Cowboys because, yeah, it could go either way. It could be a high scoring game. It could be a low score game, but it's too much of a risk. It could be 10 3 and it wouldn't shock me. Exactly. Because, yeah, like we sort of brought up already in this episode, it's like once you're in the fantasy playoffs, you want to avoid as much risk as you can. You want to go with more certainty. And in this situation between the Dolphins and the Cowboys, on defense specifically, that's too much risk for me. So sit both teams, regardless of which one you have. 100% sit the Cowboys, though. Um, I'm going to go with the start at the kicker position, Tad. And here's a name that you may remember, but we haven't really talked about this guy at all, probably the entire podcast during the fantasy regular season. Chase McLaughlin. Ooh, kicker with the okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. McLaughlin has not had a ton of chances to kick field goals for the Bucs, surprisingly. He ranks 21st in the NFL in field goal attempts. But here's the thing, though. In back-to-back weeks, he's had double-digit performances, and he should have a good matchup this week with the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are averaging 11 fantasy points per game over their last three games to opposing kickers, so they've been letting up a lot of field goal opportunities for opposing kickers. So in this case, especially with the game that Tampa Bay had last week with Tampa, uh, with uh, Baker Mayfield just absolutely lighting it up on offense, it seems like he's in a rhythm. I think he can move this offense down the field. Maybe they may stall a little bit because Jacksonville is still very much alive in that. AFC South playoff picture like I mean there were 
a front runner for that division, but now things have sort of changed a lot. And now Houston's part of the picture, and your Colts are still part of the picture. Yeah, we are. Third wild card, baby. Third wild card. Not even just the wild card, but they're still very much alive to win the division as well. So Jacksonville falters. Still very much a chance that Indianapolis could be in that case. But regardless, when they were first, you know, locked in as division winners for this, uh, for the AFC South, it's not the same case. So they very much need to play hard. So their defense may play a little bit harder. Stop the Bucks from scoring touchdowns, but they may lead to more field goal opportunities. So very much like Chase McLaughlin as a start this week for sure. All right, Ted, that will close out our final episode, possibly <sighs> 2023. We'll see exactly yeah, what happens. We'll we see. may be able to slip in an episode yeah, maybe, before the maybe. year ends, but most likely this is our final episode. A 2023 is our final uh, start right, sit episode well, of 2023. Well, I, have, I, I have a question for you then. What, Real quick, what was your best move and what was your worst move of fantasy football across all leagues this year? Getting too much – well, obviously this is hard to predict, but having too many shares of both Aaron Rodgers and Nick Chubb this season. Mm, <laughs> like I said, fair. I played in that's eight fair. fantasy leagues, and I think in five leagues I rostered Nick Chubb. In four leagues I rostered Aaron Rodgers. So that definitely yep. put yep. me behind the eight ball early. Um, as far as best moves I made, I would say – you actually talked about him in this episode, Dallas Goddard. I traded Dallas Goddard. You sold for- him high? For, not sold him high, but I was able to take advantage because I needed to trade for a quarterback because, once again, I was without Aaron Rodgers. So I was able to leverage trading one of my backup quarterbacks. I want to say – who was my quarterback that I traded? I'm not blanking on the quarterback. I traded a quarterback at Dallas Goddard. I was able to acquire Kirk Cousins and Sam oh. Laporta. Sam Laporta. Oh, he got you those 25 points the last. So he was able to bake on. I was able to bake on it for the last handful of seasons. But yes, once again, you're talking about Kirk Cousins. He unfortunately got injured in one of my leagues, so that that hurt me as well. So I mean, the trade sort of worked out for me, sort of did work out for me. But that's probably you know one of the moves that I made recently, or just you know over the course of the season, I can sort of think of off the top of my head that sort of worked in my favor, that also did work in my favor. All right. Do I need to get mine? I yeah, don't want to give yours. You gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. I could probably list one off the top of my head for you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I traded Chris McCaffrey. Yeah, that's the one. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> I told you to hang on to him, but you were too impatient. You were like, you know, the kid who needs to play with this Christmas toy right on vacation. No, that's but exactly he what it was. Right that's on Christmas exactly Day, but he doesn't have the batteries. And he's getting too impatient, so he just moves on to another toy, regardless of how good the toy that he had that doesn't have batteries, not willing for his parents to put it in. So that was you. All right, was, all, right all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but to prove I'm not a complete moron is uh, I'm actually going to – it's a tie. It's a tie because these are both trades I made. One was about two weeks ago. The other was about three or four weeks ago is I just recently traded for Mike Evans and Joe Mixon and both yes. trades. People were just like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, trust me. These guys are about to start a hot streak. And both those guys, they were the ones that pulled me out of last place. They are the ones to make sure I do not have to go back to the godforsaken Denny's. So look, some trades are winners. Some trades are losers. Like you said, I just need to learn when to be patient. Patient. I'm working. I'm working with my therapist on it. It's not going well, but we will continue to work on it throughout break. But regardless, guys, thank you so much for a great fantasy season. It's been so much fun. But just because fantasy season may or may not be over, like Amir said, we may have one or two more episodes left. We'll, we'll, see, see. we'll see. We're not done. Hundred percent, we're not done. Hundred percent, not. We're not done. We're and in 2024, you know, rolling, baby. 
exactly. And yeah, even though we may be done with like our waiver wire episodes and our starts in episodes, um, we're still going to do our fantasy wrap up episode where we sort of yep. just go through oh, the yeah. fantasy season. We'll give, you know, our fantasy awards. We'll probably dive a little bit deeper into some of our best moves and our worst that's, moves over the course that's of the season. Hurt. So, I mean, yeah, this is just off the top of my head, obviously, but it's like, yeah, we'll do a little bit of a deeper dive, maybe give a few extra picks there. Uh, we'll look through our fantasy bold predictions probably, but just we'll give you a full fantasy wrap up for the 23, 2023 season, maybe give you a quick preview to 2024 season but then yeah 100 just like tad said as soon as we hit to the offseason as soon as we hit 2024 we're going to start making that transition like i said we're going to wrap up the fantasy episode parts of our podcast we're going to start transitioning into tra- uh draft podcast draft, stuff. Draft, so yeah we're draft, definitely going to be draft, getting into that draft, a lot draft. of great content is going to be coming to you in january and moving forward in 2024 so yeah even though we're done in 2023 most likely still a lot of great content and like we said earlier in the episode, make sure you're following us on all our social media handles. You got us on Twitter, me at Design 23 Tad at Design 94 the show handle at The Decide Guys, and of course on Instagram at The Decide Guys as well. So even though we may not be dropping any episodes next week, for all of you that are going to make the fantasy title, the fantasy championship, we will be dropping some graphics to help you out. And of course, interact with us on our social media handles in case you need some hyper-personalized advice to really make sure that you can come away with the fantasy title or, just like Tad, avoid that fantasy punishment. So 100% hit us up. 100% hit us up. We are here to help you out with your fantasy leagues, get you some fantasy titles, and of course, avoid those fantasy punishments. So check those social media handles for all of our graphics next week when it comes to start sits and waiver wires, as well as our underdog picks, our great partners at Underdog Fantasy. So we'll have those picks as well in graphic form. But guys, make sure you subscribe or listen to your podcast because even though we're going to be gone next week, like Tad said, and like I said too, it's like we may have an episode in 2023, but the only way you'll find out about that is you got to subscribe to our podcast as well as the YouTube videos. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can listen right on the LEFB Network website as well. A ton of options for you. Hit that subscribe button. Same thing with our YouTube channel. Just hit that subscribe button. Always up to date with our YouTube videos as well. But guys, Please make sure you're supporting our parent network at LEFB Network. They're giving you a lot of great content when it comes to the Chargers and the Rams, as well as the college level when it comes to the Trojans and the Bruins at the college level as well. So lots of great content from them. Make sure you're supporting them because without them, there would be no us at all. So, guys, there's a lot of great content. I mean, we appreciate everybody who's interacting with us, who's, you know, reading the articles that we had a long time ago. We don't do any as many articles now, but just, like, listening to the podcast, watching our videos, interacting with us on social media. But, guys, anything and everything that you're doing to support the podcast, we really can't thank you enough. And like Amir said, any person who reaches out to us on social media, we take very seriously. I can prove it because last night, yesterday was my last day of school before winter break. So I got home from work. I was relaxing on the couch like, ah, this is nice. No work. My phone buzzes and Mer goes, I'm driving home. Respond to the fan. I'm like, oh, God <laughs> damn it. And I look and I'm like, okay. And what do I do? I hop right to it. I start doing research on this guy's question. I respond back of like, you know, I didn't respond back in a very clear way. Luckily you clarified that for him. Yes. But, you know, and, but that's the whole thing is we tag team this is, you know, I, I gave him good advice. It seems like I'm agreed with said advice and you know what, but our priority was we got to respond to this guy as soon as possible. I don't care if I'm home for the holidays, where I'm at, we will respond to you. So, you know, we care about our fans because, you know, we always say without LEFB, there would be no us without you guys. 
there would be no us. So very true. You know what, everyone? Thank you so much for the years and years of support. We have come way further than I'll be honest than I ever thought. I get I always get a little sappy during the you know New Year. So as always, thank you so much for supporting us, everyone. Thank you so much, Underdog, and all of our you know our current sponsor, all of our past sponsors that I can't name, but still thank you. (laughs) And as always, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Happy holidays from Mer. From me, I don't think I've ever done this on the podcast, but also happy holidays from Cap. Well, he won't look at the camera, but Cap says happy holidays, everyone. So please enjoy your time off. We will be back in a couple weeks, whether it's 2023 or 2024. We'll be back in full force, giving you the best advice, whether it be draft, fantasy, or otherwise. So as always, everyone, thank you and stay safe.